Smith will keep it. He dies for the end zone. He's got a touchdown. Kansas City in one of the greatest comebacks in Chiefs kingdom history. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Car out of the shotgun. Looks left. Throws a lob for Michael Crabtree. Caught it. He caught it. He caught it. The Raiders have the lead. 35 it's the T.C. Martin Show. Sweet revenge for Michael Crabtree. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. I needed that. Starting to feel like football now. Hey, that was a good start. Hey, that was a good start. We're going to finish for you, all right? The doctor is now in. Hour number two here on this Football Friday edition of the T.C. Martin Show here from the Westgate Las Vegas, our Friday home of the world-famous Superbook, non-smoking. you got to love that. And don't forget, Football Central, you can watch all of the NFL games here inside the International Theater at the Westgate Las Vegas, uh, the beautiful video wall that they have there. Food, beverages, everything inside the International Theater. Get here early, get yourself a spot, and enjoy all of the games in the comfort of the theater here at the Westgate. All right, sportsbook, racebook, all here for you as well. Great food options, as we well know here at the Westgate. T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo in the house. The quarterback, Jay Schrader, is going to join us this hour. And don't forget... As per usual, our best bet segment coming your way at the bottom of the hour. We give you our three best NFL plays, and we'll also be handicapping the Army-Navy game as well, too. All right, Marco, let's uh, touch base uh, about the NFL docket here, week number 14. Seems a little strange, right? This is got Army-Navy on Saturday, but nothing really else to, to speak of when it comes to, to college football. But that's all going to change coming up next week as we start getting into uh, the bowl games. And uh, one week from tomorrow, we've got the Las Vegas Bowl, which uh, for the first time we're going to see a Pac-12 team play an SEC team. And it's Oregon State against Florida. Our good friend John Sassenti, who's the executive director of the Las Vegas Bowl, does a fantastic job, him and his staff. I know they're they're very excited about this, but not to put a damper on it, but when you're thinking SEC, usually thinking, okay, Florida, that's pretty solid, but Florida did not have the season they wanted. They were only 6-6. Six and six. I wonder if their fan base is going to travel to Allegiant Stadium. And then Oregon State, they're a good football team, but not really known for traveling as well, too. So I'm very curious to see what this is going to be like coming up Saturday because this is coming off the heels last year when we had Wisconsin and Arizona State, and neither team was very good, not, not, uh, uh, didn't play very, very well, and they only had about 32,000 at that game. So what are your thoughts as we look forward to the Las Vegas Bowl a week from tomorrow? Well, the problem, T.C., and what has happened that's you know ruined the bowl games is because the playoff system, the bowls don't mean any. The other bowls other than the, the big uh, four teams, there's nothing to play for other than pride. Now, some of these teams, when you're handicapping these early games, it's going to come down to I'm handicapping who I think wants the game more. And obviously part of that's going to be looking at who's playing. Uh, who's not in a transfer portal, who has just come out and said, hey, I'm not going to risk injury for 
the uh, you know before the draft for the NFL, and it's made these games even more meaningless. So I have a tendency to look at dogs more uh, in the early bowl games because just for that reason, you don't want to be laying points with a team that might not be happy to be there. And a team like Florida had higher expectations coming into the season. Their goal when they started the season was, wasn't was we wanted to be in Vegas for the Las Vegas Bowl. Well, I think they'd want to be in Vegas because they rarely get to Vegas but not play the Las yeah, Vegas that's Bowl. That's the only thing yeah. that's, that's going to be an attraction to any of the fan bases. Anybody that does play here in Vegas, you're not just coming for a football game. You're, you, you can make it, you know, a three-day weekend where you can gamble, you can do a show, and you can get a game. That's what makes this such a great sports destination for away teams even coming to play the Raiders. So when this game opened, I think some people were kind of surprised. Oregon State was a six-point favorite. It already got bet up to nine for the reasons probably that we're discussing here. And Oregon State... Pretty good football team. They're ranked 14th in the country. But a, a three-point line move like that that quickly um, maybe a little surprising to some people. And it, Oregon State could win this game by, by double digits. They could. They play physical football. I mean, they're one of the Pac-12 teams that does play physical football. Love them in the uh, Oregon game, knocking Oregon out of the Pac-12 uh, championship game You know, with their upset at the end of the season. And they can take it. If Florida doesn't come here to play... It's going to be a long day for them. All right. The quarterback, Jay Schrader, joins us in the house. What is going on, Cowboy? Not much. How are you today? I'm good, man. I appreciate you coming down and joining us as usual. What's the deal with the Friday traffic here? I mean, it was soft. Right? It was unbelievable. Rodeo week, baby. Yeah, it was backed up everywhere. So not only rodeo week, but, you know, where we're located, you got the with the convention center here. It's a big convention week, as we know, as well, too. It's it's crazy. Lots of people here. We were speaking of lots of people. We were at the Legion Stadium last Friday night, uh, 61,000 for that game with USC in Utah. I think you'll agree with me. We're sitting there watching the game together. A phenomenal football game, especially from an offensive standpoint. But, uh, you know, we're just talking about what to expect with the Las Vegas Bowl coming up, uh, you know, a week from tomorrow night. But it's going to be hard to top what we saw last Friday. Yeah, and there, no question. It was uh, it was a great scene last Friday. Uh, those two teams played really well. Utah traveled. We probably said 70, 75 percent. Yep. You know, Utah fans in there. Uh, we were right in the middle of the SC fans, which I loved. You know, I didn't. I didn't even have my blue on. I wore red. <laughs> it was Utah red. It was Utah red. It wasn't SC red. You should have but, seen this guy. But it okay. was Utah red. So he's wearing red, right? And he's sitting right. Smack dab Smack in the middle of the, the USC SC. Trojan fan. And you know, he was incognito. <laughs> he was really incognito, except he made the mistake about telling them who he was. And all of a sudden now it's like, oh, my God. And he goes, we're going to let a Bruins sit in our section? You should have stayed incognito, my friend. I don't know what you were doing. You know, every now and then you just got to go out on the limb and see what happens. And, uh, but, uh, you know, it, it was a phenomenal game. And you were talking about Oregon State. Utah physically manhandled USC. They really did. They physically manhandled them. And that's what Oregon State does. That's what Oregon State did to to Oregon. And, uh, you know, I agree with you. If Florida doesn't come in here ready to play, they're going to get hit in the mouth. Mm All right, let's talk a little bit about last night's game, Raiders and Do the we Rams. Have to? Yeah, because I, I want I want your take because you know I've I've been going off on praising Baker Mayfield because phenomenal from him, 
but but yeah. the, the the disastrous performance by the Raiders for, from all aspects, offense, defense, coaching. I want your take. Oh, you hit it on the head. It was disastrous. Right. I mean, you got a guy that's been with the team for 48 hours right. that comes in and leads a two-minute drill down the field and beats you. With uh, no timeouts? Yeah. 98 yards. 98 yards with no timeouts. Not You're a quarterback. Is that pretty easy to do? Yeah. <laughs> the last time I checked, no. But, uh, <laughs> Baker made it look easy. But, again, you, you look at the game. The Raiders had a three-game win streak, all the yeah. momentum. A whole bunch of stars on the Rams weren't even playing. Okay, I mean, seventeen guys yeah. on IR. Think so, about that. So you've got <laughs> kind of the B team of the Rams, but they are professional football players. And granted, they came and played hard, and they beat the Raiders. But four times you lose double-digit leads. You, um, that doesn't bode well for you know, the coaching staff next year, there's going to be some changes on that defensive side. Uh, yeah, that was a terrible loss. No question about it. Terrible loss. Nobody looked like they, you know, really wanted to play together as a unit last night. Offense didn't do anything. What, 127 yards passing or something? Yeah. I mean, that was after the games that they've been putting up in the offense early on. Uh, that was a disaster. Yeah, that was not played well. How do you have roughly 130 yards when you have Devonte Adams on your team? That's a good question. And when he had 177 himself last week. Right. And he right. had no catches in the second half. Yeah. Three well, catches altogether. Well, the whole game, none of the game really floated. Yeah. It just seemed no. to be – it looked to me – and it's funny because you get into these things and it looked to me watching like they, everything they did was in slow motion. It was right. just kind of – they were like, yeah, just plodding along, doing this and that. They never got any excitement going. Uh, you know, they got up, and then it was like, yeah, let's just kind of get through this thing. And, and I was, you can't let any team hang around in the NFL. They're going to come back and get you. And credit the Rams and credit Baker Mayfield for – I mean, talking about making a splash with your new team. That's a good way to make, make teammates. Speaking of which, coaching. Uh, Josh McDaniels get, gets a lot of blame for this. We've, like you said, four games where the Raiders have had 13-point leads and they end yeah. up losing the game. You're a coach yourself here. Why is it, especially with this Raiders team, but we see with other teams as well too, where you take your foot off the gas and you, you're just not you know, accelerating here, and especially when you have the weapons that the Raiders have. And now, I, I, don't, I don't understand it. Uh, and with Josh McDaniels, it seems like, you know, and we saw this when he was the offensive coordinator with Belichick in, in New England, that, you know, he's a run-first guy. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. No, they talk, they talk he, about it. He yeah. definitely is. But, you know, is the mindset, okay, we got Josh Jacobs and we're going to continue to run the ball, even though Jacobs was hurt last night. But it just seems like time and time again that he just does not extend these leads. And it seems like, like you said, it's just like they're going, they're running through the motions here. Yeah, well, if, looking back on the four games that they lost it, yes, they, it looks like they took their, their foot off the gas, but we'll go back. Let's go back to last Friday night when we were sitting there. We knew when momentum shifted in the stadium. Right. We knew. In these games, the Raiders could never keep the momentum they had going on. It kind of was just like, hey, we got a lead. Let's just go finish this thing out instead of, we got a lead. Let's, how big can we get it? They're, that's a different mindset. And look, they've tried everything. They've tried to play back and play pass defense. They've tried to blitz a couple of times. They've lost leads both ways. 
Yeah, and that doesn't bode well. That's a problem. Yeah. So, you know, other than uh, Max Crosby trying to get to the quarterback, there really hasn't been a pass rush. Yeah. We joked about it at the beginning of the show, and it's really not funny that Josh McDaniels lost to a, a coach that was hired on Monday <laughs> and never had any coaching experience at all. I thought that loss was bad, but then to lose to a quarterback that they basically took off, you know, the, yeah. the garbage well, heap. Yeah, well, here's the, you, you know, what Baker Mayfield did was great. But the thing with everybody that's in the NFL now, the terminology is fairly similar. It's not like back in my day where there was four or five different offenses with different terminologies. It's pretty much all West Coast terminology, telling everybody what to do. Uh, the route concepts are basically the same. So for Baker to go in and do what he did, hats off to him. I mean, it's tough to do when you don't know the people, but uh, it was just on the other end. It was a disaster on the Raiders. That there should have never, it never come down to that to begin with. But to have no chemistry with your right. with your receivers. I mean, yeah. when a play breaks down, oh, yeah. he had one whole day. <laughs> he had one practice. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and Sean, I just said Sean, this. Sean McVay said he ran twenty plays. Yeah. in yeah. offense. Can you imagine so Jay he, if the Rams were on the road? Yeah, he would have no practice because right. they would have been traveling on Wednesday, right? Right. He would have no practice. Right. Luckily, they were at home. Yeah, he he ran 20 plays and then goes in and does that. So, you know, good for him. (laughs) Good for him. Jay Trader in the house, Marco D'Angelo. Let's take a look at uh, week 14 here of the NFL. Baltimore and Pittsburgh, Marco. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, they think they got got a shot at the playoffs here. They're two-and-a-half-point favorite against Baltimore. We saw Lamar Jackson leave that game early, and uh, Tyler Huntley, came in and rallied uh, the Ravens to the victory last week, but faced a little bit different type of team this week. They faced Denver last week, and we know Denver's a mess, but Denver <laughs> has a decent defense. Steelers, probably their calling card still is their defense. How do you see this game? Uh, I told you before the break, this is one of my favorite games to use a teaser on because we're taking Baltimore and getting them over the touchdown. I don't care who's at center for either team in the Pittsburgh-Baltimore games, being a Steeler fan and going way back. Buffalo or Baltimore-Pittsburgh, they're wars. Yeah. And I loved them before you had all of the rule changes about you can't hit. I mean, that basically forced Troy Palomalo to retire because of the style of football that he played. But one of the angles that I used to use is – Whenever you played these two teams, you always bet whoever they were playing the following week because these two teams beat Beat everybody up. And getting teasing this up to eight, eight and a half, that's the only way I can go in this game. I know the Steelers are playing better, but let's not get too excited. They've played Atlanta last, you know, last week. It's they've played some soft teams to get this win. This is going to be a tough one this week for Kenny Pickett. His first experience playing Baltimore. I don't know if you've got a chance to see much of Kenny Pickett, uh, Jay, but I, I've watched him the last couple of weeks. He does seem to get better. He's he's playing better than I thought he would. Yeah. Uh, but uh, thoughts on this game? Uh, well, it's one of my pick. Oh, okay, it's, it's there you go. My picks then and, save uh, it there. There you go. I, no, I'm not going to save it. I'll just throw it out there. I'm I'm going Baltimore. I yeah. I agree, Marco. They play too physical. Kenny Pickett is getting better. He is getting better. He is going to be. He needs the run game to get going, mm-hmm. and they just don't have that consistent run game just yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll be a play-action run guy, uh, which is which is fine. He'll be a lot like uh, 
let's see, you know, Matt Ryan, you'll be, you'll kind of be that, you know, you got to have a run game around him, support him, uh, play action stuff, uh, but they're getting there. I just don't see Pittsburgh winning this game. I think Baltimore is going to pretty much put it to them because uh, they'll throw some things on defense that Kenny Pickett hasn't seen yet flying around. So there'll be, though, I bet you there'll be two interceptions and that'll be the difference. We, you know, I love, I love Baltimore too, but I, I like them every week, but it just seems like they disappoint a lot as well too. They're just not that same team that we're accustomed. Uh, they're not the team from two years ago. They're not. They're not. Yeah. You know, let's, you know, look, let's be realistic, but they are still a, a good football team and they are physical. They will hit you. All right. So I'm not the huge Lamar Jackson fan at all. Uh, but now we talk about when you have a backup who comes in and kind of rallies your team. We saw it with the Niners last week with Brock Purdy. We see it with Tyler Hundley for Baltimore. It seems like, and I think the records support this, uh, especially from a betting standpoint, that when you give that uh, opponent the following week time to prepare, the quarterback who fills in is never as good. And we've seen a trend of this, not only the following week, but the next couple weeks after that as well, too. What do you expect to see from Huntley this week? Well, it'll be a challenge because, you know, that's not. let's go back. And Pittsburgh is still Pittsburgh, Marco. Yeah. They're going to blitz you. Okay, that was the way I got my first start in Pittsburgh, and they were telling me all week, as minute you get off the bus, people are coming at you. So, <laughs> you know, it, it was just that way. Uh, I was very fortunate that, you know, my first snap on offense was on the one-yard line. I turned around and handed it to Rigo and scored. So, uh, you know, it was... I'll break the ice real quick. <laughs> you know, I turned, I got back to the sideline. Well, I said, it's starting things easy. What's the deal? <laughs> you know, but the rest of the game, I got, got the snot knot out, knocked out of me, but... Uh, uh, yeah, they'll, they're still going to come after Hunley, but overall, I think Baltimore can run the ball and they can still do some things in the passing game that are above Pittsburgh at this point, and that's why I have Baltimore in the game. Same mindset here, same scenario. Brock Purdy for the 49ers. He had enough to get the job done against Miami last week. Now Tom Brady is going to play his first game in, in the Bay Area. Can you believe that? Because he's a Bay Area native, yeah. and uh Niners are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Tampa got the victory you know, last <laughs> week. You're shaking your head. I know, good reason. Yeah. Good I mean, reason. Man. But how do you see this game, and how do you think Purdy's going to do against the Tampa Bay, which is probably the, the brightest spot for them is their defense. Well, again, okay, you, you're taking all uh, okay, my Okay, there you go. <laughs> you, you, uh, you, only, you only get three, you know that, right? I know. And, you're and two for two already? Okay. Two for two, but... Uh, I've got to look at the I, list here. Yeah. Now, I, I have the 49ers in this game. Right. I have the 49ers. A, I'm not sold on the Buccaneers. And B, it's been two weeks in a row where they've struggled and had late heroics. They're not doing it against San Francisco. San Francisco's defense is not going to allow that. Uh, and I think San Francisco is going to control the ball. They'll run the ball. Short passing game, bootlegs, get them out of the pockets and boots and everything else. San Francisco will be fine. They'll take care of the game. One of the things that you said, TC, about a guy comes in and plays good in relief, and then the next week it's a different story. But remember, he came in cold, doesn't have the first string reps, and you've got a game plan that was designed for Jimmy G. Yeah. Now this week, the first week, and I'm with you, I like San Francisco a lot this week, they're going to have a game plan that's designed for him, yeah. not for Jimmy G. 
benefit yeah. from his strengths. And the one thing that he does bring to it, he's more mobile than Jimmy G. Jimmy G was not a threat yeah. to run with the football. That's going to be another element in Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. This isn't the Tom Brady vote. He's not having a good year. That offense is not clicking. There's a disconnect between him and Evans. I don't know what's going on. Definitely you've seen he misses that security blanket of Gronk because when a play broke down, he always Gronk knew where to find where to sit down and get yeah. you know get that pass. He doesn't have that this year. And his team's only scored, you know, over 20 points a couple times this year. So I again now they're facing the best defense in the NFL. No, I'm on. And it's to me, I don't know, I've ever done a show with you, but I like to take a team the first week of an injury, Jay. I just feel the rest of the team is more focused to compensate for the loss. The injured player theory. You're going to get line value because the public always overreacts to injuries. So I, I like the 49ers with you. I like the 49ers uh, as, as well in this situation. But I just thought it was really interesting. And, and Scott Spritzer brought it up yesterday. And, and the, the record uh, just tells the story, though, about what happens the following week. And, in that, and I believe he gave us the, the records of the next couple weeks when you have these situations. And it's, it's against the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah. He's a backup for a reason, and usually, you know, defenses get a chance to to make those adjustments. They finally got some tape or some film on these guys. But I'm with you. I, I like the 49ers just because I think yeah. they have so many weapons, and that'll be in my best bets. Yeah, too. and I think you know, I think we're you know we're we're talking about players and all that, but if I've got a backup quarterback, Kyle Shanahan is pretty close to the top of the list of being able to handle quarterbacks. <laughs> you know, let let's face it. Andy Reid in Kansas City is probably the best. Every quarterback yeah. that's ever played for Andy Reid has had career years. So you look at that. I look, and I agree with you, Margo. Kyle's got a whole week to figure out. Hey, this is what he does. We're going to put a little wrinkle in here and there, and he, we're going to let him do his thing. Yeah. And uh, I think San Francisco will win this game. And I think, believe it or not, I think it's going to be a double-digit win. I don't even think it's going to be close. Huh? Okay, that sounds good. All right, and we saw plenty of Brock Purdy when he was at Iowa State. I mean, he yeah. was. We saw some good and we saw some it, bad. That's too. where I was going. That's exactly where I was going. We, we yeah. did. Yeah. yeah, we did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. again, against the upper echelon defenses, he struggled a little bit. We saw him line it up here against UNLV. If you remember that when he was yeah. uh, here. <laughs> I just remember his performances yeah. against Iowa too yeah. much. Exactly. Because I had Iowa right. State. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I don't know if uh, you talked to your sister lately, but uh, you know her her ten and two. Minnesota Vikings right now. Exactly. She. I talked to her the other day. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's her birthday today. So oh, happy birthday! Yeah, yep, my sister's uh, birthday. I sent her a text message early this morning. There you and, go. And she did remind me that Vikings are ten and two. Like, <laughs> she yes. did. Yes, I said yes. They are. And I hope you told her you were coming on the show today. That we were going to give her a shout out because she's going to have to come on the show here pretty yep. soon with her we'll future her. tickets. Uh, I will not this weekend. Next weekend, I'll be out there and I'll uh, we'll make that happen. Make sure she gets back on the show all right the lions are the favorite in this game against the vikings how because well i guess minnesota is the worst 10 and 2 team in history (laughs) that's why and i think people are are in love with the lions offense marco will explain it to you why they're the favorite i understand the lions are better but they're not better than the vikings right now they're just not and uh, you know Yes. They still are a sieve defensively. Yes. It's <laughs> it's everybody wants the Lions to be better. And I agree. I do too. 
Okay, I want the Lions to be better. They're just not better than the Vikings right now. And all this overreaction about, oh, they're going to go do... No, they're not. They're going to play well, but they're not going to beat the Vikings. The math guys despise Minnesota because they keep getting outgained yardage-wise in, in their games. In that 10-2 and two record, most people think they should only have like six wins based on the numbers. But you just... Every year, there's a team that just keeps winning, winning. finding a way to yeah. win. And, you know, I talked about teasing Baltimore. I'm teasing Minnesota. Yeah. I don't, as good as Detroit is playing right now, offensively, they yeah. still have a bad defense. Right. And I'm going to look for that teaser. I'm, I'm going to get that extra six points, get it over the touchdown. Because I just don't see a world where Detroit gets double-digit separation. And now, the only win. thing, the only thing that scares me about this, and it <laughs> happens every year, yeah. is we haven't seen that other guy that gets in Kirk Cousins' uniform. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's what I was just going to okay. say. I knew you were going there. Because when Kirk Cousins plays, we got no problem. Yeah. But every now and then, somebody else jumps in that uniform, yeah. and we're not quite sure what's happening. But it's usually on a Monday night or a Sunday <laughs> night game. He, he doesn't like the Monday nights. Time. Monday nights, he does not like <laughs> at all. Well, funny <laughs> thing is, the, the guy who's jumped in his uniform is wearing the same number, though. Yeah, it know. has the same last name. Yeah. That's that's yeah. that's the scary part. Yeah. But he takes the chains off or something. Yeah, I don't some, know. I don't know what something. it is. So, but, uh, you tell me, you like that? <laughs> you like that? Yeah. No, I don't like that. I don't, yeah. don't like that. And that... That has yet to rear its head this year, yeah. you know, for for a prolonged yeah. time. There's now look, I've I've seen some of the games and I've watched some of the throws and I just go, <gasps> you know, you're like, what are you doing, you know? But it's just one or two throws where where that other guy shows up and it's it's a quarter quarter and a half and it's like. Who, what's going what on? What is it that with both of our quarterbacks that we have on the show, you and Steve Berline, least favorite quarterbacks is Kirk Cousins, and he's ripping them every week on the show. Well, it's, just, <laughs> well, it's not so much that there's swings in, in how he plays. Hmm. It's the dramatic yeah. swings. I mean, Kirk Cousins can be really, really good. Uh, I was probably second or third guy that called him because he broke my passing record when he was in Washington that was there for forever. And I called him and I was like, you know, he was having a phenomenal year, but you know, then he turns around and you're like, uh, <laughs> you know, get your, guy, get your name guys, off that by record there. Yeah, the guys in white are the guys you're supposed to be throwing to tonight. So, uh, you know, it's just, he's just that, I think it's the dramatic swing in, yeah. in his performances and, um, you know, but when he's good, he's he's good. There's no question about it. Let's get your thoughts on the Sunday night game. It's the Dolphins and the Chargers. Chargers, they're struggling, but man, Justin Herbert, he was <laughs> he was fantastic uh, against the, the Raiders last week, even though in in a loss. But he single handedly tried to get the job done. Yeah. Uh, but man, they're another banged up football team. They're playing for their playoff lives. And then Miami, as we talked about last week, we went against Miami, had the Niners last week, and because Miami just hasn't beaten anybody of any substance. Uh, how do you see this game? And Miami is a road favorite here, favored by three against the Chargers. I think this is going to be a fun game to watch. Okay. I don't know if it's going to be a fun game to try to handicap because I think both teams may throw 40 or 50 passes. It's going to be a track meet. I know the Chargers are. The Chargers are going to sling it every every down, I would. And if the Chargers get some scores, that means Miami's got to score. And with the guys they have on the outside, they could score, you know, in one place. So uh, I think it's going to be a fun game to to watch as a fan. I wouldn't I'm 
wouldn't bet it at all because I, I just don't know. Too many unknowns. I know I will not have an under ticket on this. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. That, I that's agree. Yeah. And this is a bad spot for Miami as far as scheduling. They're playing their second game in a row on the West Coast. Yeah. Then they got to play a third road game in a row when they got to go to Buffalo next week. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it's a bad spot for them. This is a team that uh, banged up the way they are. I like the Chargers in the game, but I also like the over because I think both teams. The problem with the Chargers is they just can't stop anybody. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. they've done nothing on that defense. They've got a great offense when they're healthy. Yeah. You know, if, remember well, he hasn't had his wide receiver. You know, right. the full complement all year. Well, let's let's be honest. If if any quarterback in the league gets time. Yeah. You can't play defense anymore. You can't play pass defense. If you don't get a pass rush, it's it's impossible to – I don't know how you play corner. You can't touch a guy. <laughs> you bump him down the field. You, you, you try to stay with them. Everything's a flag nowadays. Everything's, you know, for the offensive guy. So if you don't get that pass rush, you're you're going to be in trouble. And the thing I love about Justin Herbert is – the dude stands in there. Yeah, he, gets, he, does. he gets rocked. Yeah. I don't know how long he's going to be able to play because he gets rocked. But, man, he can throw it. So I look for a fun game to watch on Monday night. All right. Looking forward to it. Actually, it's the Sunday night game, right? Sunday night. Sunday night, Sunday night, Sunday night game. game. There you go. All right. Adjust your calendar there. So yeah, there I, don't, you I don't want you to miss it. You That's know, right. I don't know what plans you got going Sunday, but you better switch yeah. them up. I, I have nothing. I'm, I'm <laughs> off this entire weekend. I don't know what to do. It's great. I, yeah. I'm like, huh? I don't have to travel anywhere, do anything. Well, I'm, I'm sure like, I got some ideas for us. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I, I'm around. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. So, yeah. You know, Marco's got an invitation to go play poker. You know, that's, that's his regular Saturday night thing. Yeah. And this guy's coming. Come, I saw him last Saturday night and, and went to go eat, and uh, he ha- I happened to run into him. Oh, and next wait, thing you know, wait, he goes, I got yeah. all these chips. Wait, you went out to eat? Yeah, shocker. <laughs> breaking news, right? <laughs> wow. He sends he, he texts me a picture of oh. the menu at the, at the, the Mexican restaurant. <laughs> why? And, why? He okay. eats chicken every time. Yeah. So why, that's, tonight. Yeah, that's tonight. You're invited if you want. <laughs> I, I send him a picture back. Of my chip stack at the poker table, and I right. said, I got chips too, no salsa though. Yeah. <laughs> I said, Come on, and we'll take care of that. He brought the chips, I brought the salsa. I'm just, was. I'm just shocked you're going out to eat. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we, Again. We, we have to eat, man. You know? That's it. All right, when we come back, uh, we'll give you some slam dunk winners, okay? We'll give you some food winners and uh, some NFL winners. Best bet segment coming up next. It is a football Friday. We are live at the Westgate. Marco D'Angelo and the quarterback, Jay Schrader, in the house. It is the T.C. Martin Show, as you know, right here at the world-famous Superbook. The T.C. Martin Show is back. Yes! Yes! What are you doing? It's just a half time. Yes, this is my favorite part of the game. T.C. Martin. Yes! The doctor is now in. Escape here at Las Vegas and uh, winding down here Monday through Friday, as you know, doing the show 2 to 4 p.m. And then it's all happening here at the Superbook on Friday afternoons. And then uh, great spots here as well. Food, entertainment, and of course, uh, the sports book. And uh, the World Cup will be going on here again tomorrow morning and Sunday. And then, of course, NFL Sunday is going to be fantastic as well, too. Inside the International Theater, where you got the 4K video wall and everything inside the 
International Theater here at the Westgate. All right, T.C. Martin, Jay Schrader, the quarterback, and the handicapper, Marco D'Angelo, join us here each and every Friday. All right, good stuff here, as we know, here at the Westgate of Las Vegas. All right, guys, it is about that time for us to dive into our our best bets. You feeling lucky, Jay, or what? I'm feeling good. Are you prepped? I, I mean, I've, I've already said two of mine. So, you know, we, we so it'll be a short segment then, right? It'll be a short segment for me, but uh, yeah, we're ready to roll. We want to start with Army-Navy, or are we going right at the NFL? Where are we going? Okay, I'll, I'll lead you. Uh, you know, let me be the quarterback, okay? <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I got to take charge. Let's go. Okay. You, Marco, what do you want to do? Okay, I'll, me and you are okay, listen, okay, time, okay, I'm using a timeout right now. First of all, I'm calling throwing a penalty on, 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 on Marky Mark back in the studio because he just had a false start. Yes, okay, he did. So, so he jumped up on the false start. Yep. And then you. But he was listening to my command. You so. jumped off sides. No. So no. hold on. The, the referees <laughs> gather and let's say, we have, fly, we have flags on both teams. Okay. False start on the offense. Encroachment on the defense. You're good back there, Marky. You're good. You're there you good. Go. We got you. All right. It is time for our best bets. <laughs> <laughs> it's Football Friday, and time for the weekend's action. Here's the best bets. It is time for the best bets. We're going to give you our three best NFL plays, but we, instead of the three best college plays, we take a little break from that because we got bowl games. So next yeah. week we'll get our, our three best. But this week, all attention on the Army and the Navy game because we love this. And uh, I love this game. You love this game. I love it. Love Marco it. loves this game. But Double B used to give us a bad time every year. He says, don't make me pick that game. Yeah. And you're like, what's wrong with you, Double B? I mean, yeah. come on, right? Yeah, no, this is, you talk about everything good about college football, the nation, people that rep- represent, everything's wound into one. How can you not love this game? I mean, the all the pageantry around the game. The special uniforms, which is always amazing. You know, they come out with these great uniforms and everything else. Uh, and it's just fun to watch because it's, you know, the pride factor between the two, you know, institutions. They're like, hey, we got to win this game, you know, and all that. So all right. it is a lot of fun. Start us off, man. Army, right. Navy for Jay Schrader. The line is two and a half for the Naval Academy. And I'm going Naval Academy. I'm going with the midshipmen. Uh, I just think, you know, I look at their season, the games they played, Notre Dame, some of the schedule. Man, they've they've hung in there. I, I like what they do. I'm going with the naval. The midshipmen are going to come out on top, and uh, by more than two and a half. All right, there you go, Marco. I'm in agreement. It, it's the schedule that yeah. separates these two teams this year. Army's wins have come against Villanova, Colgate. <laughs> Louisiana Monroe, which was the best of the bunch, Connecticut, and UMass. No, I'm sorry. We're going with the midshipmen. Uh, I'm going to make it a clean sweep. Uh, Both teams are in the top seven in rushing. Uh, Army's number two and Navy number seven. But the difference here for me is the Naval Academy, the midshipmen, have the much better defense. Uh, Navy's played the tougher schedule. You guys are right about that. The big win in their last victory against UCF, and that was a huge upset for them and kind of took UCF out of the the, the picture for their, their conference uh, championship game there. But uh, close losses. You mentioned Notre Dame. They lost to Notre Dame 35-32, close loss to Cincinnati and also SMU. 
they, they just play a much tougher schedule uh, than than Army does. Uh, Army struggles stopping the run. That's a big thing too. They're given they're t- they're ranked two hundred and twenty second in the country at stopping the run. Oh, what does Navy do? Pinch. There it is. <laughs> Hand up. Triple option. There it is. Navy won this game last year. 17 to 13 kind of screams under as we know it's always a low scoring game and navy has won 10 of the last 14 make it 11 out of 15 if i'm doing my math uh, correctly guys i like navy in this game i like them a lot am i mistaken or how many times in the last 10 years has this game played been played without rain doesn't it yeah, seem to yeah. rain on this game yeah. like yeah. every year? And snow. It Sometimes rains, snow. Yeah. snow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Every time I turn it on, it's like, why this game? You yeah. know, let these guys, because, you know, good thing they both both teams run. There we go. Don't forget, 16 straight unders. 16 yeah, straight I, I, unders. I, I, think, I think this line is a little bit too low, though, on this total. What, what is For it? the reason you said that Army can't stop the run. Right. What's the over-under on it? 32 and a half. <laughs> Right? It makes you think about it. Jay, finish the show. He, he started taking off the headset, run to the window, though. Did you see that? <laughs> makes you think about it because, you know, they put up 32 against Notre Dame. you got to yeah. think, man, yeah. they could get on a roll. So, All right. There you go. Time to go to the NFL. Marco, kick us off here. Your three best on uh, Sunday or Monday. All right. Well, I'll start with the first and save the best one for last. I'm going to go with Carolina this week at Seattle. Bad spot for Seattle, re- turning home off the road trip, and they played a division rival last week. Granted, it was the Rams, but they still are the defending Super Bowl champs, and then they got San Francisco next week. This is a sandwich look-ahead spot. Carolina off the bye week, take them plus the three and a half. Uh, I'm actually seeing some fours as well now. Next one we already talked about, injured player theory, San Francisco. I'm going to go with uh, Brock Purdy. I think that defense is going to suffocate Tom Brady. They can't score this year. Go with the 49ers. And my best play of the week, guys, I love Cleveland against Cincinnati this week. I was on Cincinnati last week big. That was a huge game for them with KC. Cleveland, that was a bad week last week for Deshaun Watson. To start first game in two years and then have to play against the team where all the problems were. Uh, was a tough spot for him. You'll see him improve this week. And Joe Burrow has never beaten Cleveland. 0-4 in his career. Believe that. Jay, are you having a, the same flashback that I'm having? Yes. The last time you were sitting here <laughs> and Marco was sitting there, what did you say when he picked Cleveland? <sighs> I, I'm not sure why he continues. <laughs> there you go. And you were right that week. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure why. And, you know, you said Deshaun Watson has to improve. No question. Because he stopped last week. Okay, he's got to improve. But they're not beating Cincinnati. I'm sorry. I'm That's not one of my picks, but I, I think Joe Burrow wins the game. Finally wins. It, it wasn't he can win by three. It wasn't that you that said last week, this guy hasn't thrown a pass in two years. Right. right. And now you're going on him? Yeah. <laughs> now, now he has thrown a pass in two okay. years. Okay. Yeah. We'll get some. Have rain. you started the happy hour early? What's going on here? <laughs> now I sound like Jay, don't I? <laughs> uh, All right, quarterback, what do you got? Give us your three best. Well, I got three. We talked about a couple of them. Uh, Vikings and Lions. I got the Vikings. Uh, I just don't see the Lions competing. They're they're getting better. They're just not against the Vikings right there. I have the 49ers over the Buccaneers. I'm with you, Marco. I think that uh, their defense is not going to allow the Buccaneers to move the ball. It's going to be a long day for Tom Brady. 
uh, and I think we're going to go there. And then my last one we talked a little bit about earlier. I like the Ravens over the Steelers. It's going to be a brawl, but I do like the Ravens over the Steelers. I just think it's going to be a lot of smash mouth football. And I think at the end, Ravens defense is better than Pittsburgh's defense right now. All right. Jim and Jay Schrader is going with the Vikings, the Niners, and the Ravens. You got it. I like it. All right, guys. Uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to join you on uh, one of those uh, plays and go against one of you guys on one of those plays. <laughs> but before I get to that, we're going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. We're going to lay nine and a half against those lowly Denver Broncos. Kansas City coming off a loss at Cincinnati last week. And you know what that usually means. Andy Reid has his team ready to go. He's one of those coaches that we talked about before. Yeah. You talked about Chuck Noll back in the day. Yeah. Hey, Andy Reid is one of those there's, guys, there's too. There's no losing streaks there. Yeah. There it's, you go. It, we exactly. Get it, we get it figured out real quick. And we know that Denver's a mess. They're offensively <laughs> challenged, right? And let me throw this little nugget at you. Patrick Mahomes, do you know what his record is against AFC West opponents on the road? I don't think he's lost yet. 14 and 0. Yeah, I don't think he's lost yet. He hasn't lost. I don't expect him to lose in this game. Now, granted, it's a big number. It's on the road, nine and a half, but you know, nine and a half is the only thing that scares right. me on that game. But once Denver gets behind, how are they going to catch up? You know, how are they going to? Uh, Forget about it. Uh, no, I, uh, Denver minus wide receiver Cortland Sutton. He's out. We know uh, Jerry Judy's injured as well too, and Russell Wilson has had a nightmare of a season and just loss after loss. And it just seems like Denver is getting beat up every week as well too in these low-scoring games. It just it, it, at some point in time you just think that these guys they've got to mail it in, especially if, if Travis Kelsey gets loose. Uh, look out. I, yeah, so I'll, I'll lay the nine and a half. Can, can we all agree on one thing? Let's, yes. Let's not ever hear, let's ride again. Let's <laughs> ride. Can we just let, let that thing go away? <laughs> Very nice. All right, Seattle and Carolina. Mark, I'm going to go opposite here. I, I'm going to go with Seattle. Seattle has playoffs on their mind here. And believe it or not, yeah, Geno Smith has done very, very well all season long here. Um, I don't think Seattle's going to let this game slip away from them. They're not going to be pulling a Raiders and looking at uh, looking past the, like they did uh, the Rams last night. No, Seattle's at home, 12th man. Uh, they played very well in that come-from-behind victory against the Rams on the road last week. Seattle has won eight out of their last ten games against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I think, uh, again, Carolina's a mess when it comes to the quarterback issue. They just said goodbye to Baker Mayfield. Therefore, Sam Darnold gets the job back again. Uh, he's going to get the start this week. I think the Seattle defense is going to give him fits. So I think it's a short price to lay with Seattle. Not really in the habit of laying points with the Seattle Seahawks, but I think we're safe here just because I think Carolina's void of offense. Yeah. You know, especially Christian McCaffrey is now relocated <laughs> to my next pick. The San Francisco 49ers. Yes, I'm with you guys. I'm laying three and a half with the San Francisco 49ers. Brock Purdy, he worries me, guys. Like I, I said in the last segment, it's it's a little shaky. But they have so many other weapons. We got Debo Samuel. We got Christian McCaffrey. And Christian McCaffrey, as we know, very familiar with that Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. Right? All the time that he's faced them as a member of the Panthers. Yes. So I like uh, the Niners in this situation. I think Tampa Bay, they were lucky to beat the Saints um, on Monday night, after being thoroughly outplayed in that game, now they got to go on the road. Tampa Bay is a mess. Plain and simple, they got plenty of injuries. So yes, I like uh, the Niners in this well, game. One of the reasons I like the Niners, you mentioned McCaffrey. I can't name a linebacker on the Buccaneers that can can cover him. Yeah. 
there, right? I, there, there's just not. He's a he's a nightmare to begin with, but the Buccaneers linebackers are nowhere near that quality right now. Mm. They're just not playing to that. So uh, McCaffrey's going to have a big night. All right, those are our best bets. Uh, they are up on the website at tcmartinshow.com. Uh, not only uh, Marcos, but uh, Jays will be up there as well, too. Scott Spritzer and uh, Gilby the intern. And uh, Gilby the intern's had, had a little rough year, so it shouldn't be too surprising that Gilby picked the Army. There <laughs> And I know that he's probably listening right now, and he's he's gonna say, "Hey, I get it," you know. So Gilby was sitting about six rows behind us at the Pac-12 championship game. Was he? You know who he had? Yeah, he had USC. Uh, oh, of course he so, did. And yeah. we had Utah, you know. So yeah. there you go. There. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we like to give him a bad time. So yeah, uh, check out all the best bets up on the website at tcmartinshow.com. Since he had USC, was he like? The other ten thousand of them that left early. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, actually, I saw him after after oh, okay. uh, I, I said goodbye to you, and uh, of course, he had a beer in his hand, and yeah. and he had some of that uh, that pizza rock pizza like you had earlier, yeah. which you didn't uh, you know offer me any. Well, you know, you get there late. That's what happens, yeah. right, Marco? You get there late. All I know is I was sitting at home watching all these pictures that he kept texting yeah. me, him hobnobbing with all the rich and famous and <laughs> athletes like you at the, at the game. He goes, oh, I didn't know you wanted to go. I had an extra ticket. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. There you go. All right, Mr. Poker Man. All right. I'll just leave it at that, okay? You know, when you, when you, when you come on a, a little hot spot in the table, be sure to text me so I can, I can join you, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know? Because I, I got my Rounders moves. One of my favorite movies is Rounders, by the oh, way. absolutely. Yeah. I saw it again twice last week. Oh, there you go. Seems like it's always on. You, you don't know? have a life. You talk on the radio. You watch movies. You eat. I mean, what? <laughs> yeah. What do you do? <laughs> what do I do? Yeah. I'm not very busy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you're the one that's talking about, hey, let's go eat after the show. Okay. I got you. Hey, since I know you're a baseball guy, let's uh, let's talk about some of these uh, free agent contracts, man. Holy Toledo. Aaron Judge. Right? Nine years. Too, you played too soon. Uh, no kidding. I played, I played baseball and football way too soon. <laughs> Nine years, $360 million, going back with the Yankees after he flirted with the Giants and a couple others. He wasn't going anywhere. Come on. He wasn't going anywhere. He'll be named the captain. Uh, he'll be named the next captain of the Yankees, and uh, he's going to be that franchise guy for the Yankees. Uh, good or bad, he'll be the guy that's in, in there for the next nine years. And, uh, you know, these contracts, you know, are absurd in my mind. But, again, it, if they're paying him, I'm not going to argue with the player to take them. That's for sure. And uh, but there is, you know, there's a lot of movement. And the thing I don't like about where today's sports is is we know professional sports guys move around with contracts. The unfortunate thing now is with the transfer portal in college, these guys are everywhere, and you know it's getting down to the, the to the college level, and that kind of bugs me a little bit. But uh, these guys making the money, you know, Trey Turner. You know, he deserves every penny that he's getting from the Philly suit because that guy can go, but it's a lot of pennies. 11 years, $300 million. Yeah. Hey, think about this. He turned down $340 million from the Padres. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the Padres are spending big money now. Yeah. I mean, they're going after guys left and right, but uh, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. You got Justin Verlander going to the Mets, you know, and, you know. I'm not fond of that move. I'm not fond of that <laughs> move either because are the, are the Mets going to get in the playoffs? I mean, 
Well, again, you know, you, he a, had a better offer from the Yankees, and, right. and he wanted to go to the Mets. Well, you heard what his wife said about that, right? Yeah, <laughs> Kate Upton, that was great. I love that. Yeah, yeah. She, and she yeah. said that. Uh, well, we had actually a, a better offer from uh, the, uh, the other team, team in this city, down. but but uh, those guys boo their own. So we decided, you know, not not to deal with that. Bottom line is, they didn't want to be in the American League going against the Astros. Astros. Yeah, that was it too. And I know that he loved Houston, and Houston loved him. It, it's a shame, but again, I understand. Jim Crane, you're not going to shell out that kind of money for a guy who's again, you know, had a great year, but still had Tommy John. He's approaching 40 years old. I was going to say he'll be 40 next year, right? With, with Tommy John, right? And, and then you got Max Scherzer, who's you know, look at the arm problems that he had this year. So yeah. man, that's that's risky. That's that's risky and for it, the Mets. You know, it it is a complete roll of the dice with pitchers. There's no question about it because you know there are guys that have been blessed to never have arm trouble and throw forever and ever and ever but these guys that throw this hard you know jim cott remember he used to throw forever and ever and ever and you know the guys that throw hard just don't seem to do that anymore you know gone are the days of nolan ryan you know throwing 200 pitches in a night till your arm fell off yeah and he you know and three days later he's like let's go i'm good let's go you know those those guys aren't around anymore and uh so we'll see it Good for him. He's with the Mets. You know, he's going to get paid. Uh, but uh, I don't. I don't like that move either. I, I would have liked them seen him stay in Houston because I'm like you. I know they loved him in Houston. Yeah. Xander Bogarts going to the Padres. Eleven years, two hundred eighty million. So bye bye Red Sox. Could be the, the deconstruction of the demise of the Red Sox. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. I mean, it's the Padres are going to be good. I mean, you look. You look at the lineup that they they have. They. They're going to be really good. So the good. most expensive lineup yeah, <laughs> next to the Yankees, right? But, and, but here again, Mets. when it comes down to it, at the, in the very end, you you got to pitch. Yeah. you got to pitch, you know, and uh, we'll see if their pitching holds up. All right. Uh, shout out to the UNLV running Rebels. Uh, they are 9-0, and and tomorrow they will be in action. Try to go for 10-0. Best start in, in recent memory for them. They're taking on Washington State. It's part of the clash basketball classic at the MGM Grand tomorrow. UNLV plays Washington State at 1.30, and then at 4.30 Indiana and Arizona are going at it. So, a couple good basketball games here in town uh, at the MGM Grand. And Maybe I have something to do, Marco. <laughs> there you go. The one thing that I like out of this edition of the UNLV, the fact that they won a game that they could have very easily looked past playing Hawaii. In mm-hmm. years past, yeah. that has been what's happened to this team yeah. all the time. Air Force, Hawaii's give them yeah. struggles they, when they should blow them out, and they took care of business. Quick thoughts about Barry Odom being named the UNLV head football coach coming over from two year, last three years at Arkansas as a defensive coordinator, but those four years where he was a head coach at Mizzou. Yeah, I mean... It, the hire is kind of, it's a bigger name coming from bigger schools. Hopefully they attract those guys. Uh, Record-wise, you know, he's been 500 as a, as a head coach. Uh, but I think it'll be good. It comes down to being able to recruit. And the bottom line is, everybody tells us he's a recruiter. If he's a recruiter, let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's how Ed Orgeron got, got to be a head coach. Mm-hmm. He was a recruiting guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if you can do that. I mean, with the transfer portal and everything that Vegas has to offer, right, at this point, you should be able to build the program pretty quick. It's really the the best time to, you know, with expectations so low, but having now a little bit of a budget, having the Fertitta football complex, the great facilities, playing your games at Allegiant Stadium. I mean, it is really a great spot for a coach. 
you know, right now. And uh, again, like we said, hey, you got to go after someone who's had head coaching experience in a Power Five conference, and you've got that. So uh, we are going to have Barry Odom on the show next week. We'll get a chance to to hear from him. So I wish him the best of luck because I think we would all like to see you know UNLV do well. No question. Uh, you know, with everything going on in this town, I'd hate to see UNLV get squashed athletically uh, out there. So rooting for him to get, get this thing turned around. All right. The G-Man checks in. He was listening, and he says, hey, I deserve it, guys. Go Army. <laughs> we love you, G. But, uh, you know, we're turning... We're, we're all in the Navy Academy, so yeah. there you go. We're on the middies tomorrow. That's it. There it is. And you know one thing, Jay? That game will be quick, too. Probably less than two, two and a half hours, right? Run, 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 and they're so disciplined, you hardly have any penalties. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, there's not guys jumping offside. Yeah, it's not like USC, UCLA. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. you know, the game's, you know, you're scoring 100 points, Quite and right. you got a bunch of penalties, and guys got, you know, showboating, talking trash. You don't see any of that stuff, man. No, no. They're, I don't think they're allowed to do that stuff there. Yeah. I think they, they have to... And answer to that on Monday for most of that stuff. Yeah, there you go. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right, appreciate everyone uh, for joining us. Uh, Marco, appreciate you as always, my friend. We look forward to seeing you uh, next week. No problem. And uh, good luck uh, with all the picks. And uh, Jay, appreciate it, man. You know, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get you on here more down here at the uh, at the Westgate here as uh, we get ready for the uh, college football bowl games and, of course, the two semifinal games and, of course, four weeks left in the regular season of the NFL. So great stuff. Appreciate the quarterback, Jay Schrader, Marky Mark back in the studio, and uh, my man, Numchuck. He'll be back with us on Monday. So there you go. Shout out to you and the G-Man who's out there. Uh, again, he's... He's playing hooky. He's not with me out here today, but that's okay. He's driving around, and he's picking the wrong teams. There you so go. go figure that. And I got a feeling that guy's got a drink in his hand it's as well, probably, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully not while he's driving. Well, no. Right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> he's probably parked down. The happy hour's already started. There you go. All right. If you missed any part of the show, any of the interviews, they're all up on the website at tcmartinshow.com. Go check out the uh, current interviews, the classic interview page, uh, our recap from last night's disastrous Raider game or miraculous game if you're a Baker yeah. Mayfield or a Rams fan. Depends on which way you look at it. But uh, all that up there, go check out the website at tcmartinshow.com. I want to thank uh, John Murray, Jay Cornegay here from the Westgate. We're back at it again here next Friday at the world-famous Superbook. Have yourself a great weekend. Good luck to everyone, and we'll talk to you Monday at 2. <laughs>